0: Hey Puffs, welcome back to the Puff Lounge, the show that dives into the struggles and experiences of being a Mexican-American woman. We're your hosts, Ellie.
1: And Dulce. And today we're talking about different birth control methods and our personal journeys with some of them. Mm -hmm. So just as always, I feel like almost every conversation we've had, we have opposing views on them. And this is just one more, because with birth control, I feel like you have had more experiences with different ones, as opposed to me where I really haven't had, I would say no experience with birth control as far as like pills or the shot or the IUD. I feel like mine has been more the quote unquote natural ones because it's either me watching my cycle and realizing when i'm ovulating or just straight up just pull out gotcha
0: (laughs) wait how was the one for the cycle because i've heard about it and i've like been interested in doing that one before i've never actually like researched it or actually like looked into it that one just always intrigued my interest or piqued my interest but i've never actually done it so how did you do that or how did you learn about it
1: uh so i think the very first time i learned about it was with my mom, because she would tell me that our grandparents actually use that method. Really mm-hmm. interesting, because like we've said before, we come from a really religious family, and just one crazy thing to add on to the strict, you know, Catholic rules um, birth control is actually against the Catholic belief. Like, the churches I, I don't know if against is the right word, but like, they don't
0: support
1: yes the use of birth control right because i uh, i would have to like read it up again or like ask my mom but if i'm not mistaken but i could be wrong the reason why they're not so much behind it is because you're taking away from the natural cycle because you know we're Put on this earth to reproduce. And when we take birth control, you're taking away from that, which makes no sense because that one is like against God's law. But when you do it naturally, they're like, yeah, that's fine. Because when they see it's so weird. So they tell you don't use like pills, don't use the shot, don't use the IUD, but you can do the natural one. Like just watch out for your cycle, watch on the days you're ovulating. So the way that works basically is you have to be aware of your body and. I don't know how they would do it back then because I'm pretty sure they didn't have those tests available to them like we do now. You know, like if you go to the store next to the pregnancy test, there's ovulating tests. Right. Yeah. So I think I've never bought one, but I'm pretty sure they're the same thing where you get one, open it, pee on it, and it tells you if you're ovulating or not. So gotcha. I'm not sure how many you would have to buy. I don't know how that goes, but basically you have to be aware of your cycle and the days you're ovulating is when you're high, when your chances are higher of you getting pregnant. When you're not ovulating is when the chances are lower. So basically how that method goes is you're more safe to have sex on the days that you're not ovulating. Because even if the guy comes inside of you, the chances of you getting pregnant are not very high because you're not ovulating. Mm -hmm. I never took a test, but the way I would do it for myself is... I have those apps. I don't know if you use the apps where you mark the days that you've had your period. Mm -hmm. So I use that. And on that, it estimates it for you. And it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's 14 days from your very first start date.
0: Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's when it's just the highest. And then you also are ovulating, I believe, three days before that and three days after that. So it's like a whole week, I believe you're like ovulating. But there's one specific day where it's like the high, high one. And that's generally, because, you know, everybody is different. Some girls maybe higher lower on the days but it's usually 14 days from your start date and so I would use that and on the days where I was ovulating I would be very careful and I would tell my partner to just make sure he would pull out because that was the method we used the most it was Mm -hmm. pull out because I don't like condoms even that because that's another birth control method Mm -hmm. I never really use them Because they're just, I don't like them.
0: No, I completely agree with condoms. I was never really a huge fan of them. I think I only used them probably like maybe three, four times at the most Mm -hmm. before I actually got my IUD. And I didn't like them. I only used them because I was paranoid of getting pregnant. And that was like my first partner. And I was just like not comfortable with like the pullout method and everything like mm-hmm. that just yet. But we had used condoms, but we used like the name brand one was like Trojan and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I absolutely hated it. Mostly because I smelled like latex for the next three or four
1: days. Bro, and it smells like rubber. Yeah. Like you straight up smell like a tire shop. I know. <laughs> it's just
0: like every single time I would go to the restroom and I would wipe myself, I would always get this smell of damn rubber. And it was just like, I don't want to smell like rubber. right? It's you gross. Know? Yeah. So then that's one of the reasons why I started looking into birth control. So I started looking into other forms of birth control and I kind of researched different options for me whenever I went to the doctor and I kind of I had already researched before going in for the consultation I already knew what I was going in for and I think I didn't choose to do the pills because I didn't trust myself to be responsible 100% of the time to take it on time you know accidents happened, and I was like 17, 18, I was just
1: like, I cannot mess up on this. Like mm-hmm. and like absolutely cannot. Right. Because for the pills to be effective, you have to take them around the same hour every single day. Right. And you cannot miss a day. And if I believe they're like four hours or more apart, it's not mm-hmm. effective, right? Yeah. Or like Something it lowers like the that. chances. Yeah. Like you have to be very like strict on it. Right. And that's just once a day, like every twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. So like every day on the same hour
0: right and i was like by by all means like i think i'm a fairly responsible person but i don't i'm responsible enough to know that i will not take it on time every single day and Mm -hmm. i was not going to risk that so i was like i need something that i don't have to rely on to take every single day and be on top of that myself like i need something that i can have and i kind of just forget about it and i'll be okay and There was other options that I was looking into, like the patches, the injections, um, the spermicide, which is kind of like a, I guess like a cream that you can put in. I think it's like a cream or some like gel Mm
1: -hmm. and it
0: kind of looks like mucus, I think. And it creates like a barrier so that the sperm doesn't pass through. But I didn't do any of those mostly because my insurance was going to expire and obviously I didn't want to be paying for something like weekly or monthly or something like that Mm -hmm. so i needed something that i can get just one time and not have to deal with it afterwards and so the iud was my best option and on top of that whenever i went i actually went in on my 18th birthday
1: like (laughs) the day the day oh my god she said i'm wasting no time (laughs)
0: no okay so like i went like a week before right for the consultation Mm because i wasn't expecting to get it right then and there right and they had told whenever i went in for my consultation i already knew what i was asking for so i explained that to my doctor i looked through all my options and i told her what i wanted she she agreed to it Mm -hmm. she was like okay yeah the IUT is your best option i mean the iud was your best option and i explained to her that i was kind of in a rush for it too because my insurance was going to expire in a week so i was trying to get the procedure done before my insurance (sighs) expires luckily They had the device, they got it to the clinic on time because they had to order it first through my insurance and whenever it arrived, they called me that day, they're like, hey, we got the device, can you come in today? Now I just like, yes, I can be there in 20 minutes.
1: I'll drop so- everything
0: right now. <laughs> so I went and they have to do like a blood test on you to make sure you're not pregnant. So they did a blood pregnancy test on me. And once they that came back nev- negative, they did the procedure. They usually advise you if you want to, you can take some like ibuprofen before the procedure. I opted not to.
1: Um, and why is that? Is it painful?
0: The procedure is kind of painful, and I'll get that into a minute. They do tell you that you can take ibuprofen because of the pain. and They usually won't administer any pain medications during the procedure. But I just don't really... I'm not a huge fan of taking medications. So I just kind of opted out to do it, and I didn't think I was going to need it. And I don't think I necessarily needed it because I feel like it wouldn't have made a difference. Because in... My like in my experience, I feel like just normal ibuprofen medication has never helped me with menstrual cramps. You know, mm-hmm. like there's other medications like mydol pamper and those do help, but ibuprofen has never really helped me. Okay, so it's just not effective for you, right? So I didn't really take it, and since I researched on it, they told me that the the research that I did explained to me that the pain is more to more similar to cramps which it was so what they do is they like open you up they insert the device and okay, explain
1: the opening up so you <laughs> i don't even know the name of the tools that they use but i'm pretty like you're i'm i mean They's, i've never got it done but i'm sure you're in the table where you get like examined. yeah so your feet are up right and then they use like kind of that similar device that they used to open you up
0: to like do like pap smears
1: okay they use Isn't that. it called like a duck or something in the shape of a duck (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so they use that device to like kind of open you up and everything and they use it looks like a tube or a stick or something that holds the device Mm -hmm. and they have to push it up all towards the wall of your cervix
1: it sounds so uncomfortable so it goes through
0: the wall of your cervix i believe if i'm not mistaken And then the only thing that hangs out of the cervix, the little hole through the cervix, is the strings. Now, they cut the strings. They usually cut it uh, down far enough. That way, your partner doesn't feel them while you're having intercourse with them. From my experience, whenever I've asked, none of my partners have ever felt it. And so, on their end, it's worked pretty great. Now, on my end, even if they did feel it, they ain't
1: complaining. Nah, they're not (laughs) complaining. (laughs)
0: Uh, so then I got it. I actually went to work literally an hour afterwards. <sighs> I kind of wish I had taken the day off. <laughs> when I they okay. So the side effects afterwards when your body's adjusting to the IUD. So it's different. There's two different types of IUD. There's a copper one and there's a hormonal one. The copper one, the way that that one works, copper repels, repels sperm. Mm-hmm. So that prevents them to flowing doesn't it Your kill egg. it too i'm not sure if it kills it i know it just repels it i'm not exactly sure what happens to it
1: <laughs> you know what i picture mm-hmm. when like i hear it lit i hear it being explained you know that gif of the baby where he's like walking into the room he's like kind of like speed walking and mm-hmm. he sees something he's like oh it turns around and leaves no no it's like a meme but like a gif you know mm-hmm. and i don't know that's what i that's what i'm thinking of you so you send me that one i yeah. want to see it. <laughs> so, <laughs> like it's coming in it sees and it's like oh never mind it like leaves <laughs> that's probably that's what it sounds like yeah it's like oh shit copper abort mission abort <laughs> turn back around <laughs>
0: so so there's that one i got the hormonal one so the one that the way that the hormonal one works is that it produces mucus not exactly sure where inside the cervix outside the cervix and anyways it produces music mucus mucus <laughs> music <laughs> she yep. becomes an orchestra down there i know it's a whole music you hear the claps
1: <laughs> now it's um. just the ass cheeks <laughs>
0: Making music through the ass cheeks. Clap, clap. clap. <laughs> They start making a beat. Oh my God.
1: Like. <laughs> Stop <stupid. laughs> um,
0: so, it. So it produces a mucus. That way it's too thick for the sperm to pass through. So that's how that one works. It oh. makes you wet, wet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Now you're good. So that's the way that that one works. Now, whenever I went back to work. I was aware of the side effects afterwards when your body's trying to adjust to it. I just wasn't expecting it to that extreme. Mm -hmm. So that entire day, I was working that day from like 4 to 11. I was working at Chipotle and I was working on the line. So I was the one serving the food and everything. And I was in so much pain working and I didn't take any medication. I didn't take any... I actually know I did take some pamprin that night too whenever I was like I can't deal with this pain and not even that worked. So you were in like cramp pain? Yeah I was in cramp pain it felt like cramps. Mm-hmm. During the procedure it literally feels like you have the worst cramps ever. Like during the procedure? During the procedure for like um probably like a minute or two. Eat. While they're whenever they're pushing it as far back as they can that's whenever it hurts. And then afterwards whenever I was at work, when my body's getting adjusting to it, it started cramping it was the cramps weren't as bad as it was during the procedure but, the, but I still had cramps and it's still uncomfortable, you know especially mm-hmm. whenever you're working so Lending up mm-hmm like at one point we were dead and as soon as the last person like left the line i literally put my hands on the line and i kind of like me recargué mm-hmm. and i was just like oh, oh my gosh i literally i ended up going to the back we had these like shelves where we'd like put like the lids for the bowls like that they go in like their bags and then they put the bags on the shelves
1: mm-hmm. now
0: before we get our shipment usually those shelves were pretty empty so what i ended up doing i literally like laid down there for like 10 minutes oh i was like i absolutely cannot like i was in so much pain it only hurt for that day the next day i was okay but for the next three months since my body was still getting adjusted to it one of the other side effects is that you have spawning so i literally spotted every single day for three months Mm. so they tell you uh once you get the iud it it takes effect right takes effect right away so you can start using it but i obviously wasn't going to be using it during those three months if i'm spotting and on top of that i was in a long distance relationship so i didn't exactly use it Mm -hmm. so that wasn't much of an issue at that time because again i didn't really see my partner during that time right but it was an adjustment other than that i didn't have any other side effects i know that with like pills a lot of them a lot of people experience like weight gain acne mood changes everything uh, luckily i didn't go through that i didn't start going through all that until the very end of my iud use- usage because for the iud it can last you up to five years and then you have to change it out Mm-hmm. Are you, Isn't that like seven to eight? It depends on what brand you have. It's one of them, the, I believe it's the copper that lasts for seven years. And then the hormonal one lasts from five to
1: seven years, depending on what brand you get. Okay. Because I actually pulled up just like a little chart just for us to give you guys that kind of information, just in case anybody is kind of wondering. Mm-hmm. So for the IUDs in this particular chart that I'm looking at, they have three different ones and like you said it depends on the brand mm-hmm. so one iud it says skyla mm-hmm. that one lasts three years another one is for me Mir- mirena my mirena yeah, something like that it's five years mm-hmm. and another one called paraguard 12 years oh yeah the paraguard is the
0: copper one that's mm-hmm. the one that lasts you that long the one that i had is called kailina
1: okay. that one lasts me for five years okay so it just depends on what brand and if it's hormonal or copper right okay Mm -hmm. but just do your research if you're looking into a particular one yes so towards the
0: end i want to say we're in 2023 i got it changed in 2022 okay so so three years sorry i had to do
1: some math in my head I know you guys can't see us right now, but that looked like that (laughs) meme. Oh my God, me and my meme reference. (laughs) with that lady like so confused and the math math. (laughs) going in around her head. (laughs) That was you right now. I had to
0: do some like catting in my head. Uh, Okay, so when the pandemic hit in 2020, that's actually whenever I started noticing changes. Now, it may have been from the stress added to it, but I do feel like a lot had to do with the IUD. So how long had you had it by 2020? By 2020, I had it for three years. Okay, right? so three years, years later. Yeah, I had it for three years. Mm-hmm. So after the three years, that's when I started experiencing all of those other side effects that come with birth control. I actually broke out in acne terribly. I, my face had always been fairly clean. Like I would have my breakouts. I had my blackheads. I would get my occasional whiteheads whenever my period would be coming around, right? But in 2020, my breakouts got so bad, my pimples didn't even look like pimples. Like, they weren't like your usual white heads. They looked like ingrown pimples, so they never had, like, the little white part that you can sell whenever they're, like, ready to, like, uh, pop. Pop. Mm -hmm. Um, They were just always red, and it didn't matter if I picked on them or not. It would always leave a scar. Uh, During that time, we had to wear masks. My mask would touch it. It felt like a bruise like someone was touching a bruise on my face Mm, it's almost like a soreness yeah and it literally looked like a mountain like my face actually looked swollen around the area that it had the acne in Mm -hmm. it was just horrible and i absolutely hated it it shot my self-esteem down because of the acne on top of that that's when i started experiencing my mood changes i actually went into a state of depression around 2021 I obviously I did have my own personal things going on. So that's one of the reasons. But a lot, I feel like a part of that reason was because of the IUD, the hormonal
1: changes. And at the time, were you aware that it was because of the IUD or were you kind of just like, why the hell am I breaking out? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I depressed? Yeah, I kind of thought
0: that it might have been because of the IUD. But I was just like, no, if it's because of the IUD, I would have started breaking out a while before and whatnot. But at the same time, your body is slowly adjusting with the hormones. Mm -hmm. So it takes a while to adjust. I do think that it was the IUD because after I actually got the IUD removed, my acne went completely away. It went back to how it used to go with like my occasional whiteheads, that tiny whiteheads I used to pop up whenever my period's coming around and my usual blackheads. I never got back those huge zits or those huge ingrown pimples that feel like bruises. I've never had those again.
1: Yeah, your face looks so much better. Mm -hmm.
0: And I did start doing like facial treatments for my face. Like I started doing like a laser treatment. So how that laser works is that it'll minimize my pores. It'll actually correct any texture issues. So like I have a lot of holes in my skin from acne scars mm-hmm. it's actually reduced the size of the holes in my skin that actually also helped minimize the breakouts as well because whenever you minimize your pores there's less access of um for bacteria to go through into the skin right. and collect there to create breakouts mm-hmm. so that's also helped
1: yeah so it's like a mixture of no more iud mm-hmm. and the treatment
0: yeah so i actually had my iud replaced march of last year
1: And why was that? Just because your five years was... Yeah, my five years was
0: coming up and I didn't want to wait until that month of that it was going to expire. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get ahead of it and just replace it. At that time, I still wanted to keep the IUD because I felt safe
1: with that form of birth control. Because obviously it worked. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to get that personal, but... So her partner would... Finishing her, mm-hmm. and there was never any pregnancies. No, so you knew for certain, yeah, that it worked a hundred percent for you. Yeah,
0: oh oh, one hundred percent. It all it worked every single time. We didn't really use a pull pullout method, and I never had like a pregnancy scare or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There was never tested positive. I did take a pregnancy. I think probably like once or twice, mostly just because I was paranoid right. towards the beginning of it, mm-hmm. but after that first year of like getting too comfortable with the birth control I never thought of needing to use a pregnancy test Mm -hmm. nor did I ever experience any symptoms that I was possibly pregnant or anything like that
1: okay and my bad I was like let's see if you want to get that personal and proceeds to tell your business (laughs) (laughs) no it's fine because I was gonna tell it anyway so didn't even like you say yes or no I was like nah she's good (laughs) she's fine no
0: you're fine Mm. I will say though that with an IUD, especially if your partner is not pulling out, there is a higher risk of experiencing an ectopic pregnancy. And what is that? So basically you the sperm fertilizes the egg mm-hmm. but whenever the egg drops down from through the fallopian tube into the uterus, the egg actually gets stuck in the fallopian tube. And the baby starts to form inside of the fallopian tube, mm-hmm. so now, that can be fatal for both. Yes, it it's fatal for both mom and the baby. Right. So usually those types of pregnancies need to be terminated because there is very very little chance of the of the baby growing or transferring the fertilized egg down to the uterus. It's a very low chance of being able to do that and if the baby continues to grow in the fallopian tube it can actually burst the fallopian tube which will then proceed to kill mom and if mom is isn't alive obviously baby can't live Mm -hmm. you know so there is a huge increased chance of that now i don't believe i experienced or at least i'm not aware that i experienced any ectopic pregnancies i actually recently researched that your body actually can naturally terminate an ectopic pregnancy
1: okay so it's, like your body knows it's fatal and it just, it will end it. Yeah,
0: it'll end it through miscarriage. Okay. So you'll experience like the bleeding and everything like that. So as far as I know, never experienced anything of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe I went through any ectopic pregnancies, but usually the way to know that you're going through an ectopic pregnancy is usually very intense cramps and vaginal bleeding. And then you have random pains. I I want to say on your shoulders, I have to look at it again. Mm -hmm. But those are part of the side effects. And I never experienced any of those side effects. So I don't believe I went through ever any ectopic pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Now, if your body is not able to naturally... Miscarry the ectopic pregnancy then you do have to go to the doctor and they can either give you a pill or a medication that will terminate it
1: mm-hmm. terminate
0: the baby or the pregnancy or if it's too far out in the growth process then they do have to go in surgically to terminate the, the pregnancy
1: mm. yeah i've mm-hmm. never looked too much into it yeah i i did did try to do a lot of
0: research on it mostly because I was paranoid. Yeah, you <laughs> like that if I go through that? Yeah, yeah, like I want to know.
1: Is that the one that Christina went through on Grace Anatomy? Is that the kind of pregnancy she had? I think so. I want to say yes if I'm not mistaken, because I think she had like a lot of bleeding. Yeah, and then that's when they were like, "Oh, you lost it because it was an ectopic pregnancy." Yeah, I think that's what it was. Right? Yeah,
0: I want to say yes okay. if I'm not mistaken, but yeah so i never
1: thankfully i never went through any of that anything medically i always think of a freaking episode Great. from gray's anatomy i'm like wait <laughs> i've seen that episode i think i know a little about it yeah yeah we're all becoming doctors through gray's girl anatomy. after 15 what, 15 16 17 maybe even 18 seasons, seasons i think we should have a little certification yeah we, we should, should be have able a medical to practice degree. medicine yes yep. <laughs> <laughs> And some psychol, um, psychol, yeah, some psychology stuff. Cause mm-hmm. man, that show will take you on a damn ride. It really will. I'm just oh like, oh my uh. gosh,
0: I cried so much on that show. Uh,
1: oh. Don't, uh, cried, got mad, screamed uh-huh. at my TV. Yeah, like, bitch, don't do this to me right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that should put you through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, as far as I know, I never went through any of that. Thankfully, mm-hmm. but there is a higher chance of you experiencing an ectopic pregnancy with an IUD than a than a normal normal and natural pregnancy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whenever I got my IUD renewed March 2022, that's whenever I started experiencing all of the mood swings
1: with the new one
0: with the new one and was it a different brand no it was the exact same brand i did have a new doctor because i had gotten a new insurance plan Mm -hmm. wasn't a huge fan of my doctor but i was just like i need i need this birth Mm -hmm. control because i i was still sexually active yeah i was still sexually active yeah and to me in my head i was just like there's absolutely no way that i can get pregnant at this time
1: right and i just want to backtrack just a second because we both said that we didn't use condoms and you know you with your experience you're also saying that you did not use condoms and it was just mm-hmm. the IUD we are not promoting unsafe sex yes I think we can I can speak for both of us in saying that we did this because we were with one long very long-term partner mm-hmm. um and I know even yet it's sometimes better to be safe than sorry because you unfortunately you don't know what that other person is doing right with somebody else but we felt safer because we were with that one particular person for i mean years on top of years right and so if you're you know out there just listening we're not promoting you not using condoms because at the end of the day they do keep you safe on very different aspects of Just sexual health.
0: Right. Because birth control, yes, it can prevent pregnancies. But what it can do is prevent any STDs or any
1: STIs. So you do need to take care of yourself for that. Right. Be safe. Especially if you have multiple partners. Kudos to you. (laughs) But yeah, just be safe. Yeah. And do whatever works best for you. Right. And for your sexual health and Mm well-being. Right. I just wanted to throw that in there because, you know. Yeah. Be safe. Always. Yes.
0: Of course, You, as a woman, you know your body best. You know what's going to work best for you. And then there's always trial and error. Right. So you don't have to stick with one. If it doesn't work for you, remove it or stop taking it and do something else that will work for you.
1: Right. And Mm -hmm. I would say always, obviously, like, be educated. Mm -hmm. Read different articles. And what I felt helped me get more educated was... Even, like, on YouTube, just listening to different girls' experiences because mm-hmm. everybody can be so different. Like, one, let's say IUD can work wonders for one person, but it completely fucked up somebody else. Right. Because everybody's different. So just yeah. get also different aspects, not da- aspects, different points of views from different mm-hmm. people, and then just do a collective, what's the word I'm looking for, collective educated decision mm-hmm. off of all the different data you've collected yeah i know that whenever you're
0: researching these types of birth controls the if you're looking for a specific birth control it'll pop up a lot of reviews from the companies of the brands that you may get i would say go beyond during research just from the brands because the brands will only they're basically self-promoting and that's understandable they're their own company they're their own brand of course they want to self-promote but they're trying to sell you something, and if it doesn't work for you, obviously they're not going to be eager to post their negative reviews. Right. Which is one thing that I did notice. All of the reviews that I always saw on the brand of birth control that I would get, they always had very positive reviews explaining how it works and everything. But it failed to mention a lot of uh, those reviews, failed to mention a lot of long term effects that don't happen right then and there. Mm hmm. Uh, And I think you can speak on
1: that because the way I see it, obviously, I don't judge anyone for it. Like, do you? If that's what's working best for you, especially for you, because you're so aware that you don't want children. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I'm going to take that step to not have children. Mm -hmm. Unlike other people who are like, I'm not ready. But if it happens, it happens. And then they fuck up that kid's life. Yeah. But I've always seen birth control as like, I want to say almost scary, Mm-hmm. because like for IUDs for me, especially the copper one, mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a foreign object inside of you. your body is programmed to immediately reject foreign objects mm-hmm. and even not so much foreign objects but like you know whenever you get a um, organ transplant, your body recognizes that it's not yours and that's when people go into transplant failure and so I've always seen it as like, so unnatural right and when I think about things like that I'm like well maybe that's why the church is against it who knows (laughs) but I don't know I think of those things because it's a little bit scary because I remember when I first was hearing about it I always wanted to get on birth control the pills in particular because I would hear of the stories of the girls getting bigger boobs or bigger butts or just bigger hips like just more rounded figure you know Mm -hmm. and so i was always intrigued by it, and i wanted to get on it for that reason so i didn't want to get on it for the right reason it was Mm -hmm. more to like oh so i can get bigger because like i've said before i have a very very petite body and it's been one thing that i've been self-conscious about more so in the past and so it was just one of those things where like i don't want to look like a 12 year old boy let me get on birth control and i will become a woman (laughs) (laughs) like your boobs make you a woman you know Uh like but anyway And then when I would hear those stories of, yeah, after I got on birth control, I just completely stopped having a period or my period went from like nine days to like two days. And Mm -hmm. like, I barely bleed. My train of thought would always go to, well, where is that going? Mm Because when you have periods, that's literally waste, right? Your body is naturally getting rid of waste. Mm -hmm. So I always thought of Where is all that waste going? Mm -hmm. Because it's like if you take something to stop yourself from pooping, like that's not healthy and that's not good. That's waste that has to exit the body. Where is it going? That's not healthy, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just always been my thought process. And I've always been scared to do it for that reason. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Hearing like your testimony as far as like how effective it was, it's like that's awesome because then you don't have scares. Mm -hmm obviously you still want to practice safe sex, but if for whatever reason you don't, you have that cushion of, okay, well, at least I'm not going to deal with a pregnancy. Right. Especially like one night stands. You don't want to have a baby with someone you don't even know. Right. Things like that, you know, Mm -hmm. but then it's just like, but it's really fucking up your body. Mm -hmm. And this is where you can say your experience about it.
0: Yes. Okay. So after I had my renewal in 2022, that's when I started experiencing a lot of my mood swings and depression.
1: It really started to affect my mental health. And did you notice that gradually, or was it like one day to the next, it was like boom? It you was would just gradually. feel awful. Gradually. Mm-hmm. So,
0: in the beginning, I felt fine, everything was working just fine. And then whenever i had it renewed i you have to go a week later to go get a check make sure that the strings are still intact that the strings are still in the right position and everything so i went back everything checked out fine
1: Because that's another, sorry, I just, that's another, it wouldn't be side effect, but another risk. Right. It can move around where it's not supposed to. Mm -hmm. And then that could also be fatal.
0: Right. Oh, that's another thing. So since the brands only are basically self-promoting themselves, they're obviously not going to give you the whole story. So there's, for the copper IUDs, I believe there's only one brand, which is Perigard, and right now they're actually facing a lawsuit because a lot of the people, a majority of the people who have received the Barrett Guard have experienced a breakage in their device, especially during the removal process. So during the removal process, a piece will break off and part of the device will stay in the body and now that's a very dangerous thing because if depending on the size of the device that's left over if it's extremely small there is a huge risk of that part of the device entering the bloodstream and that's where it can get dangerous
1: oh my gosh Mhm. i don't know why that gave me goosebumps yeah that's scary yeah.
0: Yeah, and obviously the brand's not going to talk about that. You know, they're going to want to hush it away, sweep it under the rug.
1: What? Big Pharma being corrupt? I'm I shook.
0: <laughs> I'm shook. So make sure you do a lot of research before you choose on which birth control you want to get. Make sure you are are aware of the risks.
1: Yes, because, I mean, and that's with anything in life. Mm -hmm. Everything has risks, so I know you can't live in fear of, like, this happening. Mm -hmm. But you also have to be realistic and, unfortunately, think of that, well, what if I'm that one in a million? Mm -hmm. Because you could be. Right. Is it worth it?
0: And then I honestly don't think it helps that, birth control is a very taboo subject not many people talk about it Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are are kind of keep it hush hush or are just ashamed of the fact that they have birth control uh, or have certain views about it so they don't really talk about it so it's hard to get to know what kinds work best what kinds don't work or what kinds give you certain side effects that kind of thing it's kind of hard to get information about it because the information is very it's kept on the down low basically
1: right and then that's what we talked about in uh, previous episodes where anything women health women anything mm-hmm. it just seems so taboo and people don't want to talk about it and i just till this day don't understand why right like because how are we supposed to know anything yeah like woman health is should be something that we need to
0: know it's our bodies we need to get to know our bodies we need right. to know how it works how we can work with it how we can improve it improve it and take care of it if we don't know any of this information how do we know what we're supposed to do right we're not educated on it
1: exactly and then especially with like the older generations it's so funny how they hear us talking like let's say us for example we're talking about it on a podcast it's out in the public obviously we don't have like millions of listeners but, but it's available for millions trillions of people to listen to Mm -hmm. it and those older folks will turn around and be like that's vulgar Mm -hmm. you know like why are you talking about that that's not ladylike what do you mean that's not ladylike it's natural it's a body it's our body yeah and what is unfortunate is that a lot of girls young girls don't have these conversations with their moms and the moms even i've had friends whose mom gets mad When the girl is asking questions about sex, birth control, like anything. Mm -hmm. And it's just mind boggling because where else are they supposed to get this information? Right. Then in my opinion, if it comes from you, it's the best kind of information because it could be the correct one. I mean, that's up to the parent. Right. You could educate yourself and make your children learn it the right way. Mm -hmm. As opposed to you being like, how dare you talk about this? Like, where did you learn this? Mm -hmm. Everyone knows about certain things things get talked about in school it's better for them and i think it's such a good thing that your kids come to you yeah if your kid feels comfortable enough to come to talk to you you've done something right mm-hmm. you know and if you just push them away and it's just don't talk to me and get mad about it like don't talk to me about that don't or where did you hear about that like mm-hmm. you know and just kind of cut that tie off they're not gonna come to you ever again right And wherever source they may feel comfortable with, whether it be internet, friends, they may be getting the completely wrong information.
0: Right. Because if they're not going to be able to talk to you about it as a parent, they're going to find that that doesn't take away their interest in knowing about it. They're going to look for it somewhere else, whether that be at school, friends, or just people that they randomly meet, or the
1: internet. Right. And that's not always the most accurate. It's a great source. But I don't think it should be the first source. Especially not for kids. For adults, I mean, we may be able to be more aware. Mm -hmm. But for kids that are in their teenage years especially. And then like you said, that's not going to stop their interest. And in my opinion, I feel like that piques the interest even more. Like, why is my mom so, ooh, hush hush about it. Like, is this really that bad? Or it could just completely cut off their interest. But now they think it's something bad. Mm -hmm. And that's just like a generational thing. Then when they have girls girl daughters they're not going to want to talk about it and Mm -hmm. why not right that's one thing I feel very blessed about my mom was always so open about literally everything Mm -hmm. and it was so funny because when my friends would come over during my middle school years we would have these conversations in front of them sometimes because let's say like my friend was like oh I wonder about this and I'm like say less and I would turn to my mom and be like mom blah 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 about sex what is it And my friends would be like, like, (laughs) no, like, why would you do that? And my mom would be like, oh, it's this, this, and that. And like, my friends' eyes were just like wide and so big. And they were like, like, this is okay. Yeah, like, she's not mad. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, no, she would never get mad about this. Mm -hmm. Because other moms are like, And I never liked this, how moms jump to conclusions. And I mean, it is natural. Like, why are you learning about this? Are you sexually active? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no, it's just things people talk about. So I hear about it and now I'm curious. And I'd rather ask you than find out for myself. That's how I always thought. Mm -hmm. And because my mom always kept that line of conversation very open, I had that. And so obviously I want to have that for my kids. And it just, it always made me sad to like see my friends just not being able to do that. Especially as a girl, with your mom because i did have friends who unfortunately didn't have parent a mom for whatever reason whether they passed or you know walked away and i understand that aspect where maybe the dad one is not comfortable or two is not knowledgeable enough to Mm -hmm. answer those questions but like If you're a mom and have a daughter, have these conversations with your girls. It is so important. Mm -hmm. And give them the right information and don't get mad at them. Right. Because they're only curious and they just want to know. And that's a human instinct. Right. We're curious beings. We want to know. We love knowledge. Mm -hmm.
0: And on top of that, I feel like not having those conversations kind of increases the chances of that girl becoming pregnant really early
1: on. Right. Or just making wrong choices, too.
0: Because if they don't have that talk with their parent, they're not educated through their parent, or they're not educated at all through any certain thing, but they're sexually active. You're still, like, high school. You're, like, 15, 16. You're sexually active. At that age, you're kind of intimidated to even go to a store to go to your CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, whatever, and buy a pack of condoms. A lot of people are embarrassed about that mm-hmm. including 16 year old girls including guys not not just like both the guy and the girl should be taking that responsibility it's not just all on the girl because obviously it takes two people to make two, a baby right but if they're not educated on it how else are they supposed to know that they what they need because what if all they know about condoms is that it just prevents stds or stis or not even that it just they just think it's something that it's a, supposed to be used, but they don't actually understand it. They don't actually understand it. That can be like, well, the, I don't want to use it this time, or I just don't like it. But they don't actually understand the usage of it, and that can create problems for them mm-hmm. because they're not knowledgeable. Right. So if you're cutting that line of communication as a parent, you're not
1: preparing your child for that. Or su- success, honestly. Yeah. For a successful life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't be that parent that's like, well, that's why they have sex ed at school. No. no. <laughs> Actually, oh. those teachers don't even want to do it either. <laughs> because even sex ed in schools is not the most educational. Because can you imagine? And I mean, I get it as an adult now. How uncomfortable it is to talk about all of this with a bunch of middle schoolers who are just giggling and like ah about it. But just have some statistics to that. Only 38 states and the District of Columbia are required to teach a sexual education class. Only 38 out of 50.
0: So there's 12 other states in the USA alone that don't even get taught. There's are students that don't get taught any of this.
1: Right. I mean, maybe they do, but it's not required. Right. So maybe they choose not to. Mm-hmm. And then out of those, only 11 states are required to teach the importance of consent. In relation to sexual activity, Mm -hmm. which we think is obviously very important because it has to be consensual, obviously. Right. And there are so many other forms of um, communication actions that aren't necessarily a no, but they are no. Mm -hmm. Like a girl being unconscious because she's drunk out of her mind. In my opinion, that's a no. Right. She can't make. A full-on... Conscious decision. Right. And a lot of our young boys, unfortunately, aren't taught that in you know in their home life. And obviously, it's only required in 11 states, which is a very, a very little number. Mm-hmm. And you'd think it's one of those things where it's common, common sense, sense, but it's not. Right. Like, when you're a teenager and your little brain is being molded, yeah. <laughs> if it's not being molded in the right way and getting told specific things... They're going to go the other way. Right. So it's like we are not preparing
0: our middle schoolers and high schools. We're not educating them to be prepared. We're just kind
1: of letting them like, oh, go figure it out. Type right. Of thing. Yeah. Because so I and I mean, I obviously have not looked into like the curriculum or anything, so I can't make an educated statement. But from what I remember, all they really do is teach you how to put on a condom. Just tell you condoms are good to prevent babies Mm -hmm. and they show you pictures of HIV, not HIV, um, STDs so you can get scared and not do it.
0: Right. That's... And then they don't even actually go into detail what an STD
1: is. Right. They and just... it's only like a week long thing, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like it's not a very even short. I
0: only had like a sex ed class literally for one period. They, t- they used a homeroom time, uh, like an advisory time mm-hmm. whenever you would go to your homeroom that separated all the guys and all the girls and they talked about sex ed stuff. And then they talked about periods they let us ask questions about periods and then they showed us of a woman giving birth
1: <laughs> all in a, one day that's it in 45 minutes in 45 minutes not even a day no that's crazy that was my sex ed class yeah it seemed like a very like ugh, just because we have to do it type. right thing. yeah and it's like
0: but it's important very important especially because as much as we are supervising these kids their kids, they're going to find a place where they can be alone. You know, we
1: found places where,
0: like, be right. real. We found places where we, we could did. be alone.
1: And even, like, as a parent, if you don't want to think that, like, oh, my little baby, like, also yeah. be realistic, they're going to do it. Yeah, like, you're not going to be with your kid literally 24 like, 7. Yeah. You're not,
0: that's literally impossible. And you I feel like not. Even if you are, like, they're going to find a time.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, you so. You can't stay awake the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and teenagers can go without sleep for a very long time yeah but i feel like we derailed so (laughs) off off topic topic. so let's go back to your story yes so going
0: back about side effects yes about the side effects of my iud (laughs) so whenever i started feeling those mood swings and everything luckily i was already well established with my therapist so she helped me kind of manage through everything then i started having other symptoms so whenever i got my iud so one of the things that they tell you is you can lose your period all entirely right Uh, that wasn't the case for me so my period actually went from lasting me seven days to lasting me nine days
1: (laughs) so yours took the opposite route yeah mine took the
0: opposite route but it did low um lower my flow so it was very very light and it was to the point where i literally only had to use a tampon for maybe two or three days all the other days I didn't even have to wear a panty liner and I would just spot whenever I would go to the restroom that's it so I'd be okay but towards the end after I had it exchanged for the newer one my that actually changed so instead of going from nine days it went to 11 days especially and then the last month it lasted me 14 days
1: two whole weeks bleeding two whole weeks bleeding no so at that point it (laughs) was just like
0: what is the point of having it? I can't even use the damn birth control because I'm always it. bleeding. <laughs> so, so that's one of the, that was one of the side effects towards the end. Mm-hmm. Now, the other one, I had gone to the doctor because I thought I actually had a UTI. Whenever I went, they were like, oh, no, you actually have kidney stones. No, just like, oh. <laughs> so they actually did an ultrasound on me to find the stone. Luckily, the stone wasn't a fully formed stone. They kind of explained to me that it was just more like sand. But while they did the ultrasound, they actually happened to capture the area around my uterus. And they were like, oh, there's a lot of like fluid in the area. It's too excessive. Like we're kind of concerned about it. So they ended up doing a whole pap smear. They did tests and everything. Everything came back uh, okay. Nothing was nothing was really wrong, other than the fact that they told me that I was very irritated. And they, uh, so this was actually kind of interesting. So I'm very proactive in the way of like, I like to be involved in my own healthcare. So I actually want to understand, I want to know about what's going on. So the doctor had actually told me that I was extremely irritated because the strings from the IUD, during intercourse so like the what was happening was during uh because of the friction the penis was basically rubbing the strings against my cervical wall and what basically what it did it was like if you're constantly scratching like your skin and it was basically scratching off my skin from my cervical wall and she even asked me she was all like and i was just like i didn't know how i would be able to see but i was just like yeah and then she was like, Tienes tu teléfono? and I'm like, luckily, I literally had it in my hand. And I was just like, yeah. So then I pulled out my phone, turned on my camera and I gave it to her and she took a picture of it. And I was actually very astonished at how it looked like. It mm-hmm. literally looked like something, like my skin was rubbing off. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. And it was very, very red. And there was a lot of vaginal bleeding because of the irritation. But was it all internal <clears throat> or like
1: was the blood coming out?
0: No, it was all internal. So I okay. never saw any actual blood coming out and so every all
1: like the blood was just in there and did you feel the irritation no i never felt any pain nothing so had they not done the ultrasound you would have i would have never never known known.
0: yeah i would have never known and the only reason i got the ultrasound was because i had kidney stones hey (laughs) everything happens for a reason right So she started telling me about that. She was like, Well, if you continue to have sex, it's going to persist and we can treat you for it. And so, what they do is kind of like put like a little pomada or like an ointment on it Mm -hmm. so it can heal. She did tell me that even though we use this ointment or this pomada, it will not heal 100%. It can help it heal as best as it can, but it'll create scar tissue. And obviously scar tissue usually implies that there can be issues along the way, especially if I do happen to get pregnant. It can create a numerous amount of issues, like instead of having a natural birth, if there's too much scarring, I may have to opt out for a C-section instead, or I'm more liable to have miscarriages oh no so i actually got the iud removed the following month after all of that happened and the transition of going from birth control to no birth control hasn't been any easier (laughs) (laughs) so i still have the scarring i'm still getting treated for the scarring the other issues are so after i got it removed i was feeling great but i did do my research on it what the side effects are Now, there are physical and mental side effects. So some of the physical was, um, of course, bleeding, as usual. Always. You feel a lot more fatigued. And there was a few, uh, there was cramping. There was a few other ones. But those are the ones that I mostly had. I actually was bleeding for the next 14 days. (laughs) Damn, that 14 day mark. I know. So I bled for 14 days. And so like the day of, I was completely okay. It wasn't until like 48 hours after the procedure of having it removed. Again, they do the same thing where you can take ibuprofen before the removal and it feels the exact same way as having the procedure of having it inserted. Mm -hmm. You have a huge, huge cramp pain for that minute or two during the removal process. And then they usually show you the device Mm -hmm. to show you that it's been removed and so then about 48 hours afterwards that's whenever I started experiencing all of the side effects I bled for the 14 days I started to feel very tired very fatigued it was very hard for me to concentrate on everything that I was doing I did experience cramping on the second day but it was kind of fairly light and I felt like I was able to manage that pain fairly well without having to take any medications for it now the mental part of it (laughs) so that's the fun part i know so with the iod removal they do say that most women experience a lot of mood swings and many of them are prone to depression Mm -hmm. as if i need another reason to go through another depression episode (laughs) (laughs) so i did experience a lot of the mood swings and luckily I haven't fell through a depression episode this far so that was about a month ago that I got it removed or so so it's been a month since I've had it removed and so I have experienced a lot of the mood swings luckily I haven't experienced any of the depression luckily I'm still working with my therapist and so we've just been taking inventory about how my mental health looks because of that and so far I have experienced a lot of mood swings. So there was actually one time at work where I actually shut myself into a filing room and I just started burst crying (laughs) for like 10 minutes. And then was there a reason or you just wanted to cry? uh, Like or did something set you off? Like not exactly. It was like the tiniest thing, like something that normally would not bother me. Right. But it just you know crushed you yeah that's all it was like it wasn't something that somebody said literally the person the only thing the person did was touch my necklace (laughs) okay yeah that's a little much ellie that's all it was someone touched my necklace and i just wanted to burst into tears so i closed myself into the filing room and i cried for like 10 minutes And I was just like, what the fuck? So. That sounds like
1: some pregnancy hormone shit. I know.
0: <laughs> so, I, there was, there's, so there's been several times where I just randomly start crying for no actual reason. No, hombre. Calmate, I just mija. Cry. <laughs> Or if not, there's like the anger outbursts. I've been very careful about those because obviously I don't want to take out my anger on someone, especially who's never even provoked it, you know? Right so i've been very careful about that (laughs) so it literally just
1: turns you back into a teenager
0: literally (laughs) literally because that's literally us as teenagers Mm -hmm. like with your raging hormones at your teenage years everything makes you cry you're just angry all the damn time for no reason oh my gosh
1: wait so the first one you had the full like five years until like until it expired. expired but the second one you only had for about a year yeah so, and so why th- did you decide to take it out because of that scarring situation yeah. yeah okay
0: because that whenever i found out about the scarring situation at that point because the doctor told me like if i continue to have sex with the iud i will continue to have more scarring and and it doesn't matter
1: <laughs> sorry <laughs> and she said and i'm stopping sex so take that shit out <laughs>
0: Well, oh, that's funny. so um, so there, obviously there was no point of having the IUD if I couldn't even use it. Right. So I had it removed there. I do have one recommendation. If you do, ha- if y'all do happen to want to use condoms and you don't want to smell like rubber, that's what I've been using lately since I have had it removed. I do use condoms. I do use the brand name Skin. It's like a black box with like gold yellow letters. It's S-K-Y-N. They work really well. I don't smell like rubber the next two or three days. So no complaints for me. That's the main thing, which is why I didn't want to use condoms. Mm -hmm. But I've been able to, luckily I've been able to find one (laughs) that works fairly well. So yeah. If y'all are interested, if if condoms is your way of birth control, that's the one you want to do. You don't want to smell like latex. It is latex-free. I did read the box. It is latex-free. So either you don't want to smell like rubber or you're allergic to latex, I do recommend skin.
1: And it's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't remember the last time I used condoms at all. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, and like I said, I was with one person for like a very long time. And people would always say, or you hear that stigma behind pullout is not effective. And I do understand because accidents can happen Mm -hmm. and sometimes whatever. But honestly, it happened so good for us for, I think, five years. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, I mean, there was a lot of scares, (laughs) but they were never positive. Always negative. It was just one of those things where I think I was just in my head. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm like two hours late. Let's go buy a (laughs) test. (laughs) But yeah, so like the most effective one for me has been pull out. We do have a kid together now, but mm-hmm. it wasn't no accident. It wasn't one of those where, oh, how did this happen? How did this happen? Like, you mm-hmm. know, it was one of those things where he was like, should I? I was like, okay. He was like, okay. <laughs> and then like a, two weeks later, I took the test. Sure enough, positive. So it was like, it wasn't planned or anything, but it wasn't an accident. Gotcha. But yeah, the pullout always worked for me. I don't necessarily have a birth control experience like you, but I did take it for three months one time because that's what like that one particular prescription gave me. And I just never wanted to refill it because I just didn't want to spend money on it. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I literally got on it to see. I was like, hmm, maybe it will help me gain weight because I tried for years and years and years to gain weight. And did it? Yeah. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Ever since I took it, my hips got a tiny bit wider. And I noticed that because in my clothes, like my clothes fit a little bit different. It's not like I got thick or anything, but like just from what I used to be and then what I was three months later, Mm -hmm. just those three months, it was a tad bit wider. And I felt I took this what I took that a year ago, maybe it's been like a year or two. And ever since then, like it's been a lot easier for me to gain like a pound or two here and there. So it wasn't, luckily it wasn't anything extreme because I do know of girls that went up like close to 100 pounds after the birth control. But it was because they were consistently taking it. But yeah, it did help me to gain a little bit of weight. Like I said, I didn't use it for, you know, to not get pregnant. I used it to gain weight. I feel like we have focused more so on the neg- negative part of it. And that's not to say it's always bad because I know it has helped a lot of girls regulate their periods. Oh, yeah. So pills also helps with regulation of the period because I know some girls struggle with very irregular periods and that can also be harmful in a way and being on those birth control pills helps it regulate and it just helps your hormones get to the balance where they're supposed to but obviously that has to be doctor regulated and they know exactly which ones to give you and I'm sure they have to run tests and after a certain amount of time they can take you off of it and see if your body can start doing its own thing Mm -hmm. but There are all that just to say, you know, there are some positive sides to birth control. Just try to go for the right one, but also be very much aware of all these negative things that can happen. Mm -hmm. And I always thought of this one um, because my mom would always tell me not to get on it because I always wanted to get on it. Like I said, for the weight thing. But when I also started being sexually active, I just didn't want to get pregnant, obviously, in high school. Mm -hmm. And my mom never let me. Because she said that she would always hear of those that it would basically not allow you to have children later. Gotcha. Right? And I would always think, like, that's just the exaggerated, like, extreme, like, that, what are the chances of that happening? But now that I'm, like, thinking about it, like, in your case, it didn't necessarily necessarily make you barren. Mm-hmm. But even the doctor said all this scarring caused by the IUD could cause blah, 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 which mm-hmm. could essentially the end result be no no kids right and it's not that you're barren it's not to say you can't have kids but there can be a lot of complications that may cause you to not have kids so i don't know i just put a kind of new perspective hearing you talk about it Mm -hmm. because of that right so it can cause you to not be able to have kids but not because it makes you barren, but because of the other side effects, right. it just it makes causes
0: it- issues, which the <clears throat> issues itself cause you to be either uh, not necessarily infertile, but the complications will make it very hard to maintain a pregnancy.
1: Right. It just makes your body <clears throat> a little less able. Right. Yeah, so it's just one thing to think about. And again, it may not harm everyone the same mm-hmm. way or affect everyone the same way, but it is a very likely possibility.
0: Right, because I'm pretty sure there are several other women who have had an IUD, same as me, but didn't exactly go through everything that I did. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody's everybody's body is different and it's going to interact with that form of birth control differently so my story is not going to be the same as every other woman yes it can be similar and maybe it is the exact same as some other women but it's not going
1: to be the exact same for all women all across right you know and of course, we're just here to speak on our experience mm-hmm. and speak some knowledge, but also right. just get the conversation going. Cause yeah, why not talk about birth control? Definitely. So
0: one of the other things is me and my my doctors do suspect that my IUD did have a lot of impacts on my natural hormones. We don't know anything for certain yet, but I did last week. We did some testing on my hormones, so we're just kind of waiting on the results for that so if y'all would like i can also keep y'all updated on how everything goes and then we've also had to extend my treatments for the scarring so is it because it's more extensive than you guys had thought mm-hmm. yeah the the ointments have been helping but they do require a little bit more attention
1: well at the end i hope everybody everything turns out good for you i hope and... so as well I mean, they told you it can't be necessarily hundred percent fixed, but mm-hmm. it can be a lot better. And right. you know, as long as it's not there and it's not harming you anymore, mm-hmm. and you notice positive changes, right? That's all we want.
0: <laughs> oh, and then just to like explain a little bit, the reason why the scarring, the scar tissue, can make all these complications is especially because it's on the my cervical wall. Your cervix is meant to naturally expand in order for you to give birth. Now, the tissue created by scar tissue is not made to expand. Hmm. So that's why the complication occurs, because I wouldn't be able to dilate.
1: Oh. Yeah. Because if it does expand, it can't come back type thing? Or, or it
0: can't... Like, it'll just basically tear. Oh. It'll okay. just tear. That kind of tissue is not made to expand or stretch. That's
1: the complication it can cause during birth. That makes sense. hmm So it's... So did they basically tell you, just be careful? Yeah. Did they recommend to not get pregnant or they did not like go to that extent?
0: They didn't go to that extent. I don't think the scarring happened through all six years. I think that was more towards the end. I really have a feeling it started once I had my birth control exchanged for the newer one. Got it because before that i had gone to my checkups even they check you too before you have it changed out there was they didn't mention that there was any complications then
1: Mm -hmm.
0: or that there was any scarring any irritation they didn't mention any of that i'm assuming it only happened whenever i had it changed out and so yeah unless it just wasn't place correctly or the doctor just didn't do it correctly or whatever the may it caused or maybe i just now
1: reacting to it mm-hmm. you know maybe your body had had enough also maybe it's one of those things where you may just never know right you can keep guessing mm-hmm. but concrete answer quien sabe yeah ¿quién so. sabe? Not, solo dios sabe yes solo dios sabe
0: from my experience i don't recommend an iud <laughs> so but if that's the route that you choose to do so I wish you luck, and I hope you do not go through everything
1: that I went through. (laughs) Right, because, man, that's (laughs) some tough shit. (laughs) All right, Puffs, and with that, I think we're at a good ending point. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear all of our crazy bloopers. Don't forget to follow and turn on your notifications so you don't miss any episode.
0: And you can also find us on all socials at the Puff Launch Podcast. And make sure to follow us on Instagram where you can join our feedback Fridays and our story Sundays. And we'll see you back here next week for the next episode. Bye. Bye. Right, 2021? Or was it 2022?
1: Back to the math.
0: I want to say it was 2022.
1: So just last year.
0: Yeah, just last year. Oh my gosh, I'm
1: sorry.
0: No, no, you're fine. Sorry. Damn.
1: Pajarito, pajarito. I don't know why I'm choking on. Not some dick. <laughs> <laughs> Siempre we go. Bro. Um, girl
0: said, pop. you all skin going to pop. <clears throat> oh my gosh. but.
1: Pajarito, pajarito.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so. Yeah, the, that's what the issue with the scar tissue is. Is that it's not.
1: That's on, that's sometimes. She... La, la la la. Homegirl can't speak. <laughs>